the Meat Improv. Hello and welcome to the Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat is the improv and storytelling podcast. We bring on comedian guests to tell true meaty stories from their lives. And then we use those stories as inspiration for long-form comedic improvised scenes. That's right. Um, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Meat Improv, where you can support the show, get access to our extra episodes, and a t-shirt store. <laughs> <laughs> where we have literally just our logo on shirts. So how's that for a hard sell? <laughs> um, uh, l- before we go into the show, uh, we have a little bit of something we want to acknowledge. Um, it's a bit of a downer, but we'll, we'll pick it back up. Uh, uh, Jake and I uh, each had the privilege of teaching a student um, uh, recently. Um, and well, I've been, I've had her in class for a few years. Um, uh, her name's Blair. Uh, um, and, uh, we both went to a memorial yesterday. I don't know how exactly how to do this the most sensitive way. Uh, went to her memorial yesterday. Um, uh, she, uh, she took her own life. Um, uh, about a month or so ago. Um, and, uh, it was rough. Um, I would say that Memorial was the saddest thing I've been a part of this whole year. Um, and, uh, I feel odd bringing it up at a podcast, but, uh, I do feel like it's worth acknowledging. And I just wanted to say that I know people are feeling lonely and, uh, or whatever in this fucked up year. And I hope that, um, you know, uh, if you're feeling that way or whatever way, uh, that you can find some sort of help or recognize what it is. Because I would just say that Blair was a person that like was so obviously bright, funny, smart, like appreciated. And, um, if she got to, I don't even want to comment on what happened, but it, it, it took me totally by shock and a mental illness is mental illness. And I hope that, uh, hope that if you're listening to that or feeling down in this time that you can recognize that and maybe get help or reach out. I just started therapy last week. You know, there's, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't have anything, uh, uh, div, whatever divine or whatever to say. There's a, there's a, uh, fundraiser in her memory. Uh, for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and we'll be sharing that link um, uh, this week. Uh, so look out for that. I also shared it on my personal Twitter, so you can find it all there. I just wanted to say, Jake, do you want to say anything? I know I kind of rambled on there. Um, yeah, I think that was well said. Um, I uh, was, um, it was really hard being at the memorial, um, but I, I was also. Uh, people were leaving. It was all on, uh, virtual, obviously. Um, and people were leaving chats or, uh, memories and things in the chat. And, um, uh, Blair had really touched a lot of people's lives and they had so many 
uh, sweet and loving and profound things to say about her. And, um, and I, uh, know that, um, uh, that if whatever you're going through, you have, um, likely made an impact on someone's life and you shouldn't feel any sort of way about reaching out to people or, and I know that's the hardest thing, uh, to do. I think that <clears throat> that's why this is so difficult is there seems to be a lot of hurdles in between, like, needing the help and accessing the help, but, uh, knowing that there are people out there who care, uh, about you and, um, people are all, uh, in difficult times right now. And I think like, we're all just trying to find ways to extend a little extra patience or love or kindness or generosity, uh, and would do so, uh, at the drop of the hat for anyone, who needs it. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, wishing everybody the best during a very difficult time and, um, extending sort of a virtual, uh, a hand or olive branch or whatever the term is, uh, to say that like, if it's not me, it's someone, uh, there's always someone, um, to, uh, that cares deeply and wants to help um if they can so uh yeah um i don't know what else to say yeah me neither uh but i thought you did pretty good there jake um uh we'll put the fundraiser link uh in the in our all our socials uh and now we're gonna start the show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no easy way to do that uh but luckily we have two great guests today Mm um uh two people uh, I admire, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's just introduce them. Uh, uh, first, we have a first-time guest, someone I've been meaning to have on for a while. Uh, uh, from Baby Wants Candy um, uh, and all sorts of other stuff, uh, musical improv specialist, but not today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank well, God. still a Thank specialist, but we might not. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, it's Ashley Ward, everybody. Hey! Hey, thanks Hi, so much Ashley. for having me. Thanks hey. for being on. Yeah. I'm so, so grateful to not be singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might end up doing it now just because we've talked so much about it. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being on. Um, and second, a teammate of mine on the Teacher's Lounge, returning guest. Um, <laughs> I want to pull an obscure one for you. The Ladies of Ann Taylor's Loft. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good. It's I not really obscure. In, but. I sat in with that show once. Do you remember that, Jess, when I first moved here? <laughs> yes. I love that show. I, I, it, it was, was so fun. <laughs> it's Jesse Easton Allen, everybody. Yeah. Welcome, Jesse. Hi. Oh my God, uh, so many names. <laughs> I remember them all. Uh, you do. <laughs> Allen is my maiden name that you put last, but who cares? Is it supposed to be the other way? I feel like your email. I don't even use way. Allen anymore, but it doesn't matter because everyone I know from New York calls me Jesse. It doesn't matter. People are like, who are you? And I'm like, you'll never <laughs> find me. And that's how I like it. Don't find you'll me. You'll never find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at that stuff. Important thing as an actress to be unfindable. That's right. (laughs) That's why my career is uh, at its fizziness. Well, there's a lot to talk about, I guess, this week. Uh, um, We just already did some depressing stuff, so maybe, (laughs) I don't know, maybe we can flip it. Uh, um, uh, Ah, Nice. 
I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I have. Um, I- well, I have a question for you, Jasmine. Maybe we can get to the news of the day. Uh, you worked on, you worked with the big show. Yes. Uh, who I, I know as a wrestler uh, with a, <laughs> just a devastating choke slam. Yes, uh, you I worked... learned all of this. <laughs> I don't know the WWE at all. I grew up, I mean, humble brag, even though it's not about me. I grew up, I went to school with John Cena. <gasps> Wow. So but. with the Cena brothers and Steve <laughs> Cena was in my class. So oh, yeah. not as cool as John. In fact, <laughs> Steve, bless his heart. Um, everyone had to stop following him on Facebook because he was always so depressed. It was always like, I'm finally in, um, what was that? Little Shop of Horrors. He had like a whole thing about how he wanted to get in this community theater. Little Shop of Horrors, and he wasn't getting the right parts, and it was like Steve. And like, meanwhile, John Cena's his brother. I mean, right? This is tough. <laughs> um, so that's Steve. And so, anyways, I know John Cena, and then he's like this huge, obviously, celebrity to the mm-hmm. point that people I know are like, oh, my kids are dressing up as John Cena for Halloween, which is so weird. You're like, John Cena. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to, I get a writing job, thank goodness, in 2019. And it's about this wrestler called The Big Show. And the show is called The Big Show Show. <laughs> More sad news, not much lower level. Our show is canceled. Oh, Aww. I thought it was coming back. Sorry. Me too. I wanted to come back too, but it didn't. Anyway, well, uh, it was an awesome show. He was so nice. He is so tall. <laughs> I have pictures of him with his hand. He did like the choke, pretended the choke slam on me, holding his hand. It's like the it's bigger than my neck. It's crazy. <laughs> but he's very nice. And he's actually like, he was very funny. Like we, the, the one of our showrunners who I love was like, listen, we're going to write this show. And we're going to find out <laughs> on the first table read or the first time we're up, whether we're going to get a second season, which it goes or not, because either this guy can act or he can't. But the mm-hmm. whole show is about him. So we don't have a choice. Like we're not going <laughs> to recast, right? The big show. It's his <laughs> WWE is who is like, it's Netflix and WWE making the show. And mm-hmm. then it was great. And so it was, he was so funny and he was so like dedicated and yeah, but watching young tape of him, he was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I remember his debut way back in the WCW. What's the and WCW? What's the difference? Uh, it was just a like a rival wrestling oh. organization. Like Ted Turner owned it, so like when Ooh. it's a whole thing. But Vince McMahon was in is still the owner of the WWE now that it used to be the WWF. And I think Ted Turner saw like, oh, looks look, looks like good business. So he basically started a wrestling. Or, you know, league himself that was out of Atlanta, and he almost like took down the WWF. It's a whole thing, <laughs> but basically, the big show is supposed to be like Andre the Giant, like oh. like the second coming of like Andre the Giant a little bit. It was like a Marvel DC situation. A little bit, yeah, but except for if like the oh. during the height of it, like people, famous people from the WWF would would get paid more money and they would go to the WCW. So like Hulk Hogan switched. So it'd basically be like if Iron Man went <laughs> to like DC. Or like well, it's like the NFL and then there was the, was it the AFL? What was it called? The one where like Herschel Walker was on the New Jersey Generals or whatever. I'm from Georgia. So Herschel Walker is like the college football player that anyone cared about when I was growing up. Yeah, there used to be the AFL, I think. AFC. Is AFL. it the UFL? 
Well, there was, was the XFL. <laughs> yeah, this was like this was like they tried to do a rival NFL, which like now seems so insane. In the same way that maybe having a rival WWF sounds insane, except I don't know. It feels like a bigger scale. Anyway, it was a failed failed proposition <laughs> because Donald Trump was involved in it, and therefore, as a business, it failed. He, I think, he owned the Generals, which is the team that drafted Herschel Walker. For like a gazillion dollars, because Herschel Walker was like the most special player. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you must be talking about the AFL from way back when. Yeah, right? that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was in the 80s. Okay, it was in gotcha. the 80s, and Donald Trump, I think, owned the New Jersey Generals, or was a part. I'm sure he's a partial owner, and then you know whatever he touches turns to a pile of dog shit, and uh, that. Followed suit. <laughs> well, the, they did do the XFL more recently. Like right, like, but that's not. Wait, that's not though football, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. And they did it. Is they it just did like it. with knives? <laughs> Extreme football. <laughs> Pretty much. Like honestly, they they did stuff where like the kickoff was different. So like they would like kick the ball a little ways, and two players from each team would like go and run at it, and the the first ever kickoff like ended with someone getting really hurt. <laughs> You don't do it that way. Uh, (laughs) And then they, that was like during the 2000s. And then just this year, they started it up again and uh, like got through half of their season before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't be extreme football. You can barely do regular football during COVID. So you certainly couldn't do extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Weirdly, Jess, I did a video with John Cena. You're talking about going to school with him. I did this video where we improvised. We improvised. It was for this thing, Fast Company. I don't know if you know this website. Oh, yeah. It's a magazine. Periodically do these videos. And so I did this one with John Cena where it was like he was teaching me how to do a job interview, but it was completely improvised. And he was so good and so funny. Funny. I mean, like, and yeah. so large because we were sitting <laughs> in chairs opposite each other and they wanted us really close together. And so it was like my knees were inside of his knees. <laughs> I was like, he could murder me. <laughs> like, and not even, not even mean to, not even like in a rage. Like he hugs me at the end of the video. And, <laughs> and in the video, I'm going like, I was so scared and like sort of fake crying, but it wasn't that fake. <laughs> I was so scared because <laughs> our faces were so close together and he's so huge. It was intimidating, but he was also so, so funny. Like, we improvised for like 15 minutes straight. We had to stop at one point because we both got tickled and we started laughing. And so we had to stop. But then we went for like, and then they were just like, all right, just go back, go back, go back. We did it for like 15 minutes. And then the video is like, you know, two. But it, it was, he was a doll. That's awesome. So wait, did you like do plays with the Cenas? Were they like theater yeah. weeks? No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, they were not geeks. Famous nerds. Yeah, famous nerds. No. I mean, let's honestly, my friends, well, just whatever. We weren't nice to John, John, not to John, Steve Cena, which you know what? The crispiest, the crispiest toast I've ever I'm heard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny I'm um, very sorry <laughs> no, no yeah Steve was kind of Steve I feel bad because I, I mean Steve was uh, I don't know how to say it not popular um, <laughs> nailed it and nailed it and in like 6th grade or something we used to do this thing the girls weren't nice we would set up a thing where we put our desk almost together and then we put our legs out 
and we'd make Steve run through our legs while we'd like flap on his butt and go, Steve, Steve. It was me. <laughs> I, I know. It. It. And what was that? Anyways, a, sp- a spanking machine. It was like a spanking machine. Like, <laughs> but, but also, where was our teacher? Like, <laughs> Mr. Helbick, that was his name, should have, but he was super old. I had a couple teachers. I don't know if you ever had these. I had two teachers growing up where they should never have been teaching. Like, they were both super old and they were just holding on. Like it was like their last year before retirement and they didn't give a bug. Like they were like, we don't care if you learn anything. My second was my geometry teacher in like seventh or eighth grade, whatever. No, how be old, but ninth grade. He didn't teach us anything. He would sit at the front and read a paper the whole class. He would make fun of us. Um, <laughs> like in a loving kind of way, but he just also didn't care. Like every test was an open book test. He was like, I don't care. So I don't know any geometry. When I tell you nothing, I don't know. He just was like, I don't care. And we all passed. We all got like B's. That's <laughs> nice, at least. Phoning it in, Mr. Zoom. I, I, I feel like I had the opposite where the good teachers would like retire the year before our class. Like people would be like, wait till you get uh, Mr. Fidel or whatever. And then he would retire and we'd get a brand new teacher who was like, I'm figuring this out. Uh, it happened like three years in a row. And it's like, I, <laughs> like, I have friends who are a grade above me and a grade below me. And it's like, they're English. Their like composition was way better than mine. <laughs> getting the new teachers who were like, I'm trying, but I'm very bad at this. Uh, and it's like, yeah, whatever class you're in, there's like a sweet spot where you get a teacher who's like still excited to do it and has the experience and isn't burnt out yet. And then everybody on either end is like, I got the burned out teacher or the brand new one. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you guys think I used to always think those teachers were cool, <laughs> like the burnt out ones. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Janan oh, is the awesome. time I did. And then like now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, now I'm like, Wait, oh, I, I don't know anything. Yeah, I paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I we had an old. A little bit. Yeah, go. Oh, just in eighth grade, we had this science teacher named Mrs. Mayo, and she was pretty old. And she, but she was into teaching us. Like that was how we learned the order of the planets. My very educated mother just served us nine pizza pies. Is that how y'all learned it, the song? No, but I love that. My very educated mother just served us nine pizza pies. That was how we learned it. Anyway, they tortured her. I mean, constantly tortured her. Because, so like whenever we were talking about Uranus, because we're learning about the planets, they would just ask, it would be like 20 minutes of questions <laughs> about like, so is Uranus hot, Miss Mayo? And she'd be like, well, yes, compared to Earth. Like, so they would just ask a million <laughs> Uranus questions and she never caught on. Like, I'm like, you've been doing this a long time. This, this class, Mike Mostek is not the smartest person on earth i know other people have asked these questions but she never caught on she just would be like we've got to move on to pluto (laughs) what's the second p and what there's not one that was the big debate too we were like is pizza pie a word because also we're southern so we're no we're just calling it pizza I guess back in the day, I mean, this video was maybe from like the 60s, the video that we watched that had the song. And I'm probably the only person in my class who remembers (laughs) because I was just like, this is great. This is always going to help me. (laughs) I I had something like that, but I can't remember what it was. It was like my very, it wasn't educated mother, but it was like, (laughs) 
It was helpful. It was a good, a good <laughs> mnemonic device. But then, yeah, pizza pies. It's like, and now Pluto doesn't count, or it does again. I don't know. I can't keep track of Pluto, and it's Pluto's not status. So now it'd be my very educated mother. Just served us nine. <laughs> <laughs> so the, that kind of still works. <laughs> sure. Um, real quick, any other? Uh, f- did any, anyone else go to school with anyone famous or anything like that? I, I did. My, uh, Jack McBrayer is my best friend. I went to homecoming and prom with him. Oh, wow. Um, we went to high school together. So he moved to my town in 10th grade. And for whatever reason, so he was there first day of 10th grade. For whatever reason, that year, because I, I went to school with the same people from like kindergarten up through high school for the most part, you know. There was a split off at one point, but mostly it was all of the same people. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the first day of 10th grade, I said, I'm going to introduce myself to all the new students <laughs> today oh. <laughs> because I knew I would recognize. I would be like, oh, I've never seen this person. They're obviously new. And mm-hmm. so I went up to him. Uh, I think it was the second person I introduced myself to that day. And uh, I was just like, hey, my name's Ashley. Uh, you're new. What's your name? And he was like, talked kind of quiet. And he was like, my name's Chuck. And I was like, Chuck, hey, Chuck, it's nice to meet you. And he's like, no, it's Chuck. <laughs> I was like, Chuck, that's what I'm saying, Chuck. And he's like, my name is Chuck. <laughs> I was like, is it truck? I don't know. He's like, it's Jack. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jack, okay. So that was our inauspicious <laughs> meeting. But we're still very, very dear friends to this day. <laughs> that's cool. That. <laughs> um, and he took me to prom sophomore year. Oh. oh, wait, no, no. Sophomore year, I went with my boyfriend. Junior year, he took me to prom because I thought this other guy was going to ask me and he asked someone else and I was really upset. And then he came over and really sweetly asked me to prom. It was Aww. really nice to bail me out of not having to go or not being able to go. That's nice. Uh, Jake, you got no. anyone come to mind? No, I, I and people I always meet people and they're like, oh, this p- person went to my a high school. And I'm like, I feel like uh, no, <laughs> like I'm always like, oh, yeah, OK. Like uh, it, I know it has no weight bearing on where people end up, but I'm always like I got literally nobody. That means you're going to be the famous person that everybody That's, right. yeah. That's, That's, right. Right. That's what it means. That's what it means. To work, Jake. Okay. <laughs> uh, I went, no one, not, no one at my, well, I went to school with one guy who ended up playing for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I didn't know That's him very awesome. well. Uh, not if you're a Packer fan. <laughs> uh, but I was in a prom group with Olympian uh, Olympic gold medalist Paul Hum was in my was in, he was a gymnast. Whoa. Oh, nice! In your prom group? So one of my friends was dating him. Oh, it's like oh. who rode to prom together and all that? And we like hung out and whatever that night. But yeah. uh, right. I was also a gymnast before that, so I knew of him. But you know, you, wait, you were a gymnast? I was a gymnast for ten years. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can still I do a backflip. Humbling. What made you give it up? Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, it was taking up like I was going like five to six days a week for like three <gasps> hours. Yeah. Then I was like eleven or twelve, and like I remember one specific 
night there was like a birthday party at a, at a skating rink and I had to go to the gym and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and also I got hurt. Like I hurt my hip. Ooh, uh, ooh. Does it still like, cause problems to this day? A little bit. Not much though. I think it was a nerve thing, honestly. Uh, but it hurt enough where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, were your parents sad or glad? I was yeah. going to say, yeah, when you were like, I'm out. They were a little sad. They made me finish the season. Well, um, yeah, that sounds right. Um, but actually, funny enough is like, because I was hurt my last meet, I like everyone would, everyone's parents would always bring like a camcorder and like record them or whatever. But for the last meet, I took the camcorder and started like making videos. <laughs> and I was like, huh, like looking back on that, I'm like, I sort of <laughs> did what I like to do. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, <laughs> even back then. So and I can still do cartwheels <laughs> and, and a back handspring. If <gasps> That's I'm, impressive. Yeah. Helps to be <laughs> uh, drunk and or trying to impress someone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that helps in all manners. So we put together the cast list. I know uh, some of you guys are going to be disappointed. I will. Um, I'm so excited. I'll take any role. Any role. Um, well, you know, I think you're. you're uh, look, uh, Steve. Yes, Miss Lizette. Let me just tell you, I have enjoyed every show you've put up here. I, I know. love that you did Follies. I love that you did Assassins. I, I love that you, I mean, you have done so much of the Sondheim catalog. And I know that this year is Sweeney Todd and Steve is so close to the name Sweeney. I just know it's going to work out. That's not, first of all, that's not how casting works. If it was, sometimes, sometimes. Tom Hanks wouldn't have been Forrest Gump. Forrest Whitaker would have been. I would have watched that <laughs> Do you too. see I'm the logic what? there? Well, Steve, well, Steve, um, we are doing Sweeney Todd, and unfortunately, yes. even though the cast thank is you, I will take 50, the yes, it is thank you, Steve. You're not listening. The cast is 50 members strong. We could <gasps> not find a place for you <laughs> because famously, the chorus of Sweeney Todd is quite large. Uh, and I'm sorry, you cast 50 people, and I am not in the show. That is correct, but we would love to have you backstage. <laughs> Hey, is this where uh, the cast of Sweepy Todd is meeting? Oh, oh my God, Reg, you're here. Uh, our Sweeney Todd, everyone. Reg? Oh my gosh, you're so excited. Uh, Reg yeah. just moved here, and he only plays, he's on JV basketball. I know, he's tall and imposing like Sweeney Todd should be when he wields his razor high. I have a real razor. I had it made for the audition. I have it right here. I know you sliced up your leg badly. It was not very profesh. Please don't bring professional razors, real razors to an audition. Very frightening. I don't know what this, how this works or whatever. Um, but if it's anything like karaoke where I got to read stuff, I'm not great at that. So. <laughs> oh, I love your humor. It's not at all like karaoke. You'll read stuff ahead of time, learn it, and then you'll say it from your head as though it came from your heart. As if it lives in your heart. It's nothing. Karaoke is for losers and people that live in suburbia. Sweetie Todd is for people with souls and vision, which is me. Miss Lizette, you're making a huge mistake. How dare you question me? You did not see Reg's audition. 
he came in and sang the opening lyrics to Circle of Life from Lion King the, in the original Zulu. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. His voice yeah. was resonant and clear. I actually just kind of bashed my shin on one of the ri- the choir risers <gasps> on my way in, and I I was looking for my football kind of, I, uh, I lost my football in the hallway, but you know, I'll take whatever I got. I guess if you liked how I wailed and sung, then I guess I'll take the part. Oh, method. I love it. You what really got your... Ivan get? Ivan get brought in from Russia for play. Yes, Ivan. We're so thrilled to have you. We're going to do some non-traditional casting and you are going to be playing Mrs. Lovett, who what? is ultimately Ivan. the love interest of Sweeney Todd. Yes, you're perfect. I... Ivan, no a uh, script translation into Russia for me? You know, I just want you to learn it phonetically, honestly. You don't need to know what it means, what the words mean. If you just know the sounds, I think it's really going to resonate. For I everyone. have so many Miss Lovett wigs. <laughs> I have multiple wigs made by wig people. Like, these are real. These aren't from, like, Spencer's. Are you crazy, Miss Lizette? I'm going to get my mom down here. I'm going to get my mom down here. Uh, Your mom approved this casting. You know, your mom is the producer of our community theater. I have to run all casting decisions past her. And she said, Steve can't hack it. So that's from your mother's mouth. Ivan only only, rehearse 20 minutes, rest of time, spying. Perfect. We only need you for 20. Again, you're just going to do it phonetically. And then you spend your time spying or scampering, whatever you wish. Ivan, we're so fine, but I might uh, dabble in scampering. (laughs) We're thrilled to have you with the US of A. (laughs) So sorry, Steve. Uh, I have a question about my character. Oh, yes. Uh, Steve mentioned uh, uh, Spencer's gifts earlier. Um, Can my character. My character likes three, the band 311, right? If that is your truth as Sweeney, then of course your character loves the band 311. That's great, because that's the only music I know. So if I have to sing anything, I'll be singing uh, 311, or you better start hitting me in the shins. <laughs> we can do. I love your attitude, Reg. It's going to be, this is going to be such a wonderful process. Hey, Steve, can you get us some string cheese? Ah, oh, yes, please. String cheese for everyone, no, Steve. I can't. I have string cheese on me all the time. I can't. Here, take a string cheese. Take a string cheese. Oh, yes. My mom goes to Costco all the time. Uh, uh, everyone, that, I'm going to show up the night of the show. I shouldn't tell you this because you might. Well, now I'm. Oh, I shouldn't tell you my plan, right? God damn it. I always tell my plan and then I get caught because I told my plan. Steve, you have to be there the night of the show. You're working backstage. You're doing all the quick changes. Your help. There's a lot of quick changes in this show. It's a total reinvention of Sweeney Todd. Well, maybe some of the costumes won't fit and will only fit Steve. Me. I doubt that sincerely. We cut to Ivan back at <laughs> in St. Petersburg. <laughs> so what did you learn? I Since you undercover. <laughs> I learned Steve, big weenie. I learned scampering, much easier than spying. What are all these pictures of you kissing a <laughs> a JV basketball player? Uh, um, I started dating JV basketball player after our uh, chemistry on stage. 
You were supposed to start dating Clarence Thomas. <laughs> you were supposed to you were supposed to infiltrate the Supreme Court. What this looks like high school productions. <laughs> I had to uh, develop my uh, CV in order to get into uh, high art, high performing art school and then have a, a little bit of a freshman crisis and uh, switch over into uh, law. But I got carried I, away with love with JV basketball player Reg. I swear, you keep screwing up like this. I might let Dimitri go on one of these missions. What? <laughs> I just might. Dimitri. Please, I want to go on the mission. <laughs> Dimitri, I don't think you're cut out for it. I think I can do it. <laughs> Dimitri, <laughs> we're going to give Ivan his seventh or eighth chance. <laughs> oh, not again. I'm going to tell my mom. Let's get back to the meat part of the podcast where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Uh, Ashley, you are up first. Um, what would you like to talk about? Uh, well, I'm going to talk about when my parents got divorced, uh, sort of like finding out about that. So I was in, um, it was right after, it was the summer after first grade, and my parents called me into the living room and my, they were both crying and I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going what's going on? And my, I think they told me first, my sister was at her friend Janelle's. And so they sat me down and I was like, Oh no, did granny die? Granny was my great grandmother. And they're like, no. And then they just told me like, Oh, we're getting a divorce, whatever. And I was like sobbing and hysteric. I mean, I was a very dramatic child. So I was just like, you know, I mean, it was a dramatic moment, but I was also just sobbing and sobbing and throwing myself on the ground and so upset like oh no everything's horrible and then my sister comes home from her friend Janelle's my sister's uh two years younger than me and they tell her and she's just like okay (laughs) can I go back to Janelle's (laughs) because she just didn't understand you know she's like entering kindergarten um wait she was younger than you yeah, she's. Oh, she's, I thought you uh, were. Got it. So I was going into second grade. She was going into. Uh, oh no, she was. She was going into kindergarten. No, no, she was going into first grade. That's right. She was one year in school behind me, but two years younger. Got it. Um. So anyway, uh, she was just like totally whatever, and then she was this happy-go-lucky child, and I was this very like sobby child, and so in second grade. And I think in first grade too, I just, I'm very tenderhearted, always have been. And I would just cry all the time. Like anything, like I never got in trouble, but if I ever got in trouble, like, oh, you're talking too much or you're this or that, I'd start crying. <laughs> and so I don't know if my teacher, Miss Morrison, who was not, who didn't like me very much, uh, she started sending me to our, our elementary school had a guidance counselor, I guess, or a counselor. And his name was Dr. Ziegler. She started sending me to his office to talk about what was going on with my parents and stuff because my dad had moved out. So it was like a big, you know, shift and transition in in the home. And uh, Dr. Ziegler, he was nice and I liked him, but I look back on it and like one of the things, it was me, this other kid, Jason, and sometimes this other girl, but I can't remember her name because she didn't come that much. But we, he made us all right. All of our parents were getting divorced because it was the 70s and that's what people did. (laughs) And I mean, they still do it to this day, Uh, but it was it seemed very popular in the 70s. He made us all write the word divorce on a piece of paper 
and tear it up. Like that was like this big therapeutic moment or something. He was like, okay, we're all going to write divorce on a piece of paper. And now I want you to all tear it up. (laughs) And your anger has dissipated. Goodbye. (laughs) And I remember even as a seven-year-old child being like, huh? (laughs) Like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) That was a piece of paper. Like, and then that was it. We never went back to Dr. Ziegler after that. He was just like, they tore up the paper with the word they didn't like on it. (laughs) Everything's fine now. My work here is done. That was, that was, uh, that's public school in Georgia for you, I guess. Uh, (laughs) That was my therapy. And whoa. And then, you know, it's so weird, too, as a little kid, when your parents get divorced, the things you hear, the things you remember. Like, I remember this friend of my mom's one time because, like, you know, my mom was working. And so we would have to always get rides from other people and after school or like if we were going to church choir or whatever. And so I remember this one time this lady driving us and she was just like. Well, I was like, oh, thank you so much for the ride or whatever. And she's like, well, I mean, I know y'all are from a broken home. So I feel like I've got to do whatever I can to help. And I remember being like broken home and thinking very literally the way children do. Like, is there, and so I asked my mother, I'm like, what's wrong with our house? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, Miss <clears throat> Jana said that we had a broken home. And she was like, oh, God, what an idiot. You know, she just like went off on her and she was like, she's just talking about the fact that you're divorced, that your parents are divorced. It's not a big deal. And just whatever. Her parents were divorced, too, and had like a much my mother's parents. Uh, And so it was a much more contentious one. So I think she was like, this has been smooth sailing. You should have zero problem with this. (laughs) My situation was a nightmare. Yours has been a breeze. So, yeah, I figure if you're you're. So your, I mean, your grandparents got a divorce, right? My grandparents were divorced. Yeah, it was much more rare back when. Much more rare. And in fact, the situation was my granddaddy had started. He had just basically taken off, and he was in the town, and he started dating this other woman who he eventually married, and one day put and like wasn't paying alimony, child support. I think like very. sporadically would come by and give some money, but basically was never going home. So we didn't think he would have to. And so one day he and my, what became my step-grandmother, uh, Vivian put, it was like, you know how, like in the society page of a local paper, it'll say like, Mr. Uh, Ms. Vivian, whatever her last name had been. And Mr. Roy Green uh, threw a engagement party for blah, 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 for her niece or something. <laughs> and so my mom was like, okay, I'm, I want to get a divorce. So this is in South Alabama. This is in Opelika, Alabama in the sixties. She goes to a lawyer. She brings the thing from the paper and she's like, um, so this, my husband's been like out and about and like, here's the proof. Like they're together. Like these two are together. Can I please get a divorce? And she said, he literally laughed in her face and was like, no, we don't, in Alabama, we don't give women divorces from their husbands. If he wants to get a divorce, you can get one. And eventually she was able to cajole him into getting one. But like, good uh, Lord. Yeah. So she she basically just got laughed out of the room. And wait, wait, wait. This is a lo- like the paper or the, a lawyer? The lawyer. The lawyer okay. that she brought the paper with her that had the society uh, clipping or whatever in it. I and get it. Yeah. He just was like, uh, it doesn't matter. You can have tons of proof. I'm not. No one will grant you this divorce. 
That was yeah. Holy that was, shit. That, that was, was so I got lost on that in just the thing of like so the the announcement in the paper was your grandpa's engagement. It wasn't just, his engagement. He was throwing a party with the woman he would later marry for her niece, like for her engaged. She was getting yeah. engaged. And Why so would, he <laughs> like the way couples would throw a party for someone yeah, and they would okay. say like, oh, these are the people like meaning he paid for the party. And like, I'm sure he had nothing to do with any part of the party other than paying for it. There's no uh-huh. way he like did anything else beyond it. But it was proof like in the yeah. newspaper that yeah. like. Your, her husband was dating someone else because, like, you don't just randomly Got go it. and throw a party That's with so them. crazy. Random to put gal. that in the paper. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I gotta say, he was a great granddaddy. He was wonderful to me and my sister. He was not a great dad to my mom, although in his later years, they repaired that. And he was a horrible husband to my meemaw. But again, in the later years, he was did a lot for her helped her out in a lot of ways um with with different things but he was kind of this wild man who like was a police officer who worked specifically because you know in alabama is state-run beverage so all alcohol has to be bought at like a state store the abc alabama beverage control so he worked busting up moonshine stills and busting people bringing in alcohol from outside of the state like that was his job as a cop. So he like would just drive around in his truck, look for smoke in the woods, pull over, tromp back in the woods and be like, all right, y'all got to tear down that still, take all their liquor, go home and drink it. Um, but like, and then take them in to, I'm basically just the most Southern person in the world. <laughs> you are. It's amazing. Yeah. What was I mean, the name of that town? In Alabama? Uh, Opelika. That's where I was born. Okay. I just went through Southern Alabama. He, he, well, this is Southeast. So I, if you were in like by Mobile or Gulf Shores or Orange Beach or any of that, that's the West, Southwest. I think I was right in the middle, but oh. uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that was in Auburn, which is right next. Oh, Auburn University is a big college that's uh-huh. right next to Opelika. And that's where my granddaddy lived and my Mima lived in Opelika. Gotcha. Um, wow. So this, the back to the, your therapy, or I guess you'd call it therapy. Dr. Ziegler. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Ziegler. Uh, this was like ordered by your teacher and realize I'm just recapping this, but like, w- w- did, did this person, did Dr. Ziegler have any credentials or was the, their whole job was just to be. It's such a good like, question. Like, a, I don't know. I just, it reminds me of like, Sometimes, like when you're a kid and you realize that, like, someone's bitten off more than they can chew, <laughs> or <laughs> like, did yeah, I don't know. Well, to this day, I mean, it hasn't been, it wasn't until recently that I even remembered all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had to go to that, that counselor for a long time. And the cap off was that we tore up the piece of paper that said divorce on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he. I don't understand why we had a counselor in elementary school. I guess you have to, but like Mm -hmm. never in any of my public school life growing up, we never had a nurse in school. Like I asked the, uh, on Twitter, not too long ago, I was like, did other people have a school nurse? Cause I always hear about it. Never had a school nurse, never not once, but we had this counselor dude. We had him in middle school and in high school. I mean, high school is more normal, but again, it wasn't a thing where it was like, it was like, your teacher would send you there. And then I think he would maybe decide if you needed to be in like behavioral special ed or something. If you had like a, 
Gotcha. I had a, uh, I went to counseling cause my parents were divorced too. Um, <clears throat> they, but uh, he was not a doctor, uh, or he didn't <laughs> ask us to call him doc, uh, Mr. Eckloff, I think. Was it at uh, school? Yeah, it was at school and they okay. brought like four or five of us, uh, uh, you know, this was, and like, we just talked about, it's so funny because <laughs> they even like there were, it was still rare enough that they could like grab all the kids whose parents had been divorced, like scoop us all up and put us in a room. Uh, and it wasn't even like a full size classroom. It was like, uh, grab Jake, Owen, uh, a few others and put us in a room or whatever. And then it's like, you guys are okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just like everybody else, we pulled you out from the rest of the community. We were able <laughs> to easily identify you, uh, and like talked about our parents being divorced or whatever. Um, and I, I mean, I, I think uh, it, I've definitely had been impacted by my parents being divorced, but almost that act made me think that I should be more affected by it than I was. Yeah. Like it was like, Oh, is this a thing? Like, uh, should I, <laughs> am I not realizing this? Like, uh, but we just played cards, I think, and like gambled with Skittles. That's all I remember doing. Uh, <laughs> we, we like played go fish or something with Skittles. They basically turned you into like old drunks. <laughs> it's like start gambling and <laughs> eating candy. Yeah. Look, your life path is pretty well set at this point. <laughs> I'm talking I just wanted to bring all of you girls into this room. Um, mm -hmm. As you know, Brownie Troop 412 is just, we just always win everything, right? Like we sell the most cookies. We help the mm -hmm. most old people. We clean the most parks. Mm -hmm. um, and we're so excited to have Mindy and uh, Caroline and Lena here this year. But the three of you are going through a divorce, right? Like, I mean, because it's not just your parents' divorce. It's a divorce with a family. And so we just want to make sure that you three feel, um, I don't know, not different than the rest of the girls because you are different. Um, all the girls know your parents are getting divorced. Um, there are some of your parents now trying to date people in the Brownie group, you know? So, um, I feel like, what did you say about the last thing? <laughs> that, uh, well, that your father in particular was trying to date another Ooh. A brownie mother in the group. <clears throat> Wait. But she wasn't divorced. Her husband died. Now, see, that's something we can all get behind, right? A widower. That's a sad thing that just happens in nature. Yeah, so Whereas, sad. Right? Whereas divorce is, I mean, let's be honest, selfish, right? So you come from selfish families. That doesn't mean you have to be selfish. Well, I don't know if I'd say it's selfish. I mean, to me... It's people have realized their love has come to the end of the road and they want to protect and do what's best for their children. And so they change and move on with their lives. I don't see that it's a problem. You know, I think it's perfectly reasonable in a lot of ways. You do? Because that means they lied in front of God and the whole community. They said they'd be together forever. And now, oh, it's inconvenient. I've been married 20 years to a man that doesn't listen to me at all. And I've made it work. I am not a liar. That's all I'm saying. The three of you come from lying, selfish families. And I don't want you to feel different, even though you are. 
Isn't it unhealthy to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't listen to you? I thought relationships were based on give and take. It's communication is the cornerstone of any good relationship. <laughs> I mean, these are all lies. These are fairy tales your parents are telling you. That's not how it works. You start off that way until you sleep together. Then maybe you get pregnant really quick. What? And then you're with this person forever. And you know what? Maybe I don't like dark chicken meat. I like white chicken breasts and I don't like it dry and maybe the person you're with keeps giving you dark chicken meat even though I've said it so many times Bruce I only like white breast meat but do I divorce over it why are you smoking <laughs> you just opened a window and you're smoking a cigarette is everything okay? we're not supposed to smoke an adult I don't think we're supposed to smoke in the fellowship hall you're not but I can but the point is, you're all brownies. So welcome. I just want you to know we're going to do a little exercise so you can fit in better with the other brownies. That's all. So I feel um, like everybody? I fit in pretty good. My Me dad, too. my dad's dating Melissa's mom. And now we got to go to Six Flags together. <gasps> How fun. That's it was, right. <laughs> it was so fun. And my dad says he sleeps better at night. I guess he's a good liar. A sleep. And he sleeps on a bed of lies. I mean, if that's what you want to sleep on, I doubt that's what you want. My mom's going back to college to oh, finish her degree. Oh, blah, blah, she's blah. She's pretty excited. Talks about, oh, God, I know. We all know. She's going back. She's going to become a lawyer. Then maybe she'll become something else and change the world. Blah, 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 blah. You know, she never made it on the cheerleading squad. Just let you know that. She probably didn't tell you that. She couldn't do the splits. Oh, well, Okay. I don't think she wants to be an adult cheerleader, so I think she's okay she with it. She couldn't be. If she wanted to be, she couldn't be an adult cheerleader. <laughs> Cowboys are going to take your old, the regular. The, oh, I, everyone get out their papers. Everyone get out their, the papers I brought you. Get out your markers. You just okay. ran in, in and out of the room and you're just, You're kind of, <laughs> you're it, it seems like you're doors. in a, a mental crisis a little bit. A mental crisis? I am at the top of my game. I'm a 40-year-old woman, which means I'm very sexually aroused at all times. And maybe I don't have that much sex with Bruce, but you know what I have sex with? Myself. Oh, I give to you. That's how you keep a marriage together. You have sex with yourself. Now get your markers out and your pen souls and everything else I got you in the paper and write down what your innermost feelings are. Write them down. Okay. Write them down. Okay. okay. We'll do it. There sure is a lot of lipstick on that photo of Timothy Chalamet on your desk. <laughs> He's too young for you. <laughs> it's inappropriate. Too young for a woman higher at the peak. I just told you I am sexually aroused all the time. If Timothy Chalamet came in here right now, which could happen because I write him daily. We would That's, have instantaneous sex. That is stalking behavior. Also, you're no Tilda Swinton. You're not pulling 20, 20 years younger than you. <laughs> yeah, you're no Tilda. <laughs> if I hear that one more time, why does everyone keep telling me I'm no Tilda Swinton? I'm not trying to be. I'm a five foot two Guatemalan woman. You think I'm going to compete with that Nordic woman? Listen, it takes all kinds of females, okay? You don't know what Timothy Chalamet likes. Write your words, write your feelings. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. All right, who wants to go first? Melissa should go first. Okay. Um, on my uh, feelings, I put that I'm feeling um, 
reflective mm. and uh, forgiving of my parents um, and supportive in their new journeys uh, on their own because I know that their love for me has not changed and my love for them has not changed. It's all changed. They don't love you the same. You don't love them the same. Cut to 20 years from now, you're going to be in a relationship with some person that's going to not support you. And it's going to be because of this divorce. There, free therapy for you. Just, It's all changed. You're a different person. Change your name. Next. Oh, well, I just had written down that I feel excited for what the future holds proud of my parents for striking out on their own and discovering who they are as individuals and concerned for you and your clear mental breakdown. <laughs> um, I, what, what part of this is a mental breakdown? You went running in and out of the room, slamming doors. You sounded like a crazy robot standing in front of a fan. <laughs> that is part of my hit workout. I have to get my heart rate up every couple of minutes and run in and outside and do some burpees. You don't know what it's like to be a 40-year-old woman. You put my feelings up into a jazz cigarette. <laughs> You're welcome. It stinks in here. <laughs> it, it stinks of truth. Proud it's of your mother, Martha. Your mother never shuts her mouth. We called her Mouthy Martha. And not because in a good, sexy way, in a annoying, uh, I have a lot of things to say way. So there, that's what I say about your feelings. We're going to burn all these feelings in a minute. And, and I have, I'm going to light them on fire, but I, I, I'm forgetting. Go. I'm sorry. I drew a picture of Tilda Swinton, and then I drew a picture of you. And I circled all the differences, like in one of the Highlights magazines. Like inside a uh, nice uh, little like uh, neighborhood home on a cul-de-sac. <laughs> I look out the window. Carol, would you look at that? <laughs> the neighbors are getting divorced. That's the third one this month. Gosh. All the rage. Well, well, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean we have to, Todd. I'm just saying. Well, That's we got an uh, we got an above ground pool because the neighbors did. And they, look we, at how that turned out. The kids <laughs> won't ever bring anyone over. They're embarrassed. That was well, a huge mistake. Okay, that doesn't mean we want to give up. I'm just saying, oh, you don't want to try out a divorce. You don't want to give it a shot. It seems popular. Well, I mean, I'm not completely against it. You know, I like to go with the crowd when I can, but I don't, I just feel like we've been jumping into things way too quick. We need to take a second, take a seat and figure right. out what needs to happen. Of we course. To two kids with their ears pressed against a door. <laughs> God, they're even being agreeable about the proposition <laughs> of getting a divorce. They're so we, annoying. I know. I that. Oh, that's a pool above ground. Why did the, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Barry said, I have an above ground pool. That's like, a, I never shave my bush. He says like the same thing. <laughs> uh, that's a lot for me to take in. I will be eight, but <laughs> sorry, I just want I'm them sorry. to get divorced so I can talk to my friends about something. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but like they stink. They'll mess it up. They could have got a real pool, but they're above ground pool. They're going to mess up divorce too. Cut back. Cut back. 
look, Todd, I mean, you make some great points because it would I would love to decorate a new apartment. I'll be honest. And if you got a new place, I'd decorate it for you, of course. So, I mean, well, that is a point in the favor of divorce. Absolutely. And we're not going to jump into it willy nilly. We'll do our research, you know, just yeah. like with the above ground pool. We'll look at something that would be amicable for the both of us, possibly an affair, possibly maybe Ooh. our, well, you know, it's a fight over money. Oh, I, I love this affair thing. I've yeah. been thinking about doing that because I've had a lot of friends doing that. And that's a lot of fun. It would give me an opportunity to trim my pubic hair instead of having a big bush, <laughs> which I know you're fond of. I really love a forest for the trees, if you know what I'm saying. I this, love... <laughs> this talk gets them all hot and bothered and <laughs> they make love right then and there in their living room. We cut, we cut to after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think this divorce talk is the best thing that's ever happened to our marriage, if that I'm totally incredible. honest. I, wow. I, wow. You're a stallion. Can you imagine doing this all the time? Divorce? <laughs> oh, we got to bring it up every week. I mean, you really went the distance and that doesn't, well, you know. You gave me a lot to work with and I appreciate that. Oh, well, that. you are very kind. See, this is how it works. This is nice. This is nice. <laughs> but to the kids, we got to do something about this. <laughs> I got to, I don't, I, I, I photoshopped this receipt, uh, uh, from. A receipt. You know, Do you realize we sat here the whole time and listened to both of our parents have <laughs> noisy sex for like a half hour? And what now were they we doing? Know- Oh, Jesus. Paul, they were having sex. That's when dad puts his penis inside mom's vagina and they go back and forth. I don't know. And then mom sometimes climaxes, but most of the time dad has to do something else because she can't come from a. <laughs> I'm just a, a dick inside of her. Barry says that that's probably because dad has a big bush. And now I have a male bush. I have a male bush. Well, all I was going to say is we could leave a place, to, a receipt from for a PlayStation 5 pre-order and that would maybe piss mom off. <laughs> he slides it under the door. <laughs> Cut back to the... <laughs> Uh-oh, I totally forgot the kids were here. Oh, they slipped us a note. Oh, boy. PlayStation 5 pre-order? What the hell's going on, Todd? You tell me what the hell's going on. I don't know anything about that. Don't lie to me. Oh, don't talk to me that way. They start getting on bothered. <laughs> oh, you know, I've got a lawyer I could put on speed dial. Oh, do you? Well, good <laughs> oh, luck. I've talked to every lawyer in town, so you better be a good one because you can't talk to him after I have. Oh, boy, you bad boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we cut to the kids behind the door. This is the done now. <laughs> I don't know what it. I've done. You made them have sex again. They were trapped here again. Listen to your parents having sex again. <laughs> Should we just stop listening? Or I guess we got to see how this How can out. we? We kind of have to listen, right? I mean, it's, we have to. It's almost like it's in the contract with kids and, and parents. <laughs> Cut back. I can't believe you got it up again that fast. This is a whole new chapter in our marriage. I mean, I can't either. I wish the above ground pool went up that quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, it took forever. You remember that? It really did. (laughs) And we really thought something great was going to come after it. And of course, now it's just the shame. We learned a lot from that. The divorce is not going to go that way. You are exactly right, Todd. Yes. Thank you very much. 
I love you more than the day I married you, and I'm going to love you even more than that the day I divorce you. Hey, I can't get it up again, but if you want me to go down on you, I'm happy to. <laughs> Always do. <laughs> what does she mean? What is he talking about? Go down on oh what? Go Look down? Look at my phone. Look at my phone. I'm going to get Pornhub up. I can't with you anymore. Look at this. <laughs> Just look at this. Don't ask any questions either because I don't want to tell you about. Do you see what he's doing to that woman? Just look at her face. Don't look at him. Look at her face. Look at the woman's oh, face. Wow, they got an in-ground pool at that place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're upset. <laughs> you're upset with me. Um, yes, I drained our bank account. And I went to Las Vegas, Nevada, and I put our life savings on the Denver Nuggets to cover uh, in last night's Western Conference Final game. And they didn't cover, did they? Because they're playing the Lakers. And no, they didn't. Everyone because, knows they wouldn't cover it. What is wrong with you? Well, <laughs> Seamus, what is wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with me, okay? I lived to gamble. You against I, LeBron? It was... <laughs> It's, you're a gambler, but you're a stupid gambler. You're okay. a stupid, stupid gambler. Well, Fantastic. I see that you're mad. And what I'm going to do here. I'm disappointed. I wrote, if you brought me to Vegas, I would have done it right. You know okay. I'm a better gambler. You're not a better gambler. <laughs> I put all the gambler. other money on the third game on the Celtics. And guess what? They won. So I guess I am a better gambler. Also, I wouldn't go against LeBron. Dumb. You're so dumb. You're not going against LeBron. You're going against the short bench. <laughs> okay? They have a short bench. What I've done here is I've written the word hus- husband gambling on a piece of paper <laughs> over and over and over again. Gambling problem, husband gambling. And what I'd like you to do is tear it apart. Tear it apart. Fine, fine. Here, here I go. I'm tearing it apart. Great. Let let by, let's let bygones be bygones. Hmm? Bygones be bygones. I will. I feel like you processed that pretty good. You took out your anger on the idea of Is me this being what they a bad teach you gambler. In therapy school. Is this your therapy now? <laughs> Don't diminish therapy school. I am learning a lot. Are you? You right. go down to the the was it the church rec room. It's in a church rec room, your therapy school. I mean, it can't be a real It's got to be somewhere. You always say a church rec room is a bad place to be. We okay. cut to Seamus in the church rec room at his therapy school. <laughs> so uh, tearing up the paper didn't work, huh? Didn't no, work well? she was furious at me. Huh. And she had counterpoints as to my, uh, my gambling technique. Huh. Uh, that is not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, Listen. Not according to the book. I've that's that's what I've thought. But I mean, like, I'm here for answers. I mean, you must have did it wrong. I did it wrong. Did I, she cut the paper or did she tear the paper? Because cutting the paper, that will do nothing. Oh, good She's got to rip point. it. She's got to rip it with her point. own hands. You got to listen to Dr. Wayne. He knows. A guy comes out of the bathroom. <laughs> I clog the toilet, but don't worry. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> it smells in here. <laughs> Not a problem anymore. What did I miss? Write smells on a piece of paper and rip it up if you think it smells and it'll stop yeah. smelling immediately. I'll do that. Do your own homework. Yeah, I will. I mean, I'm doing it. You're not retaining the lessons is what I feel like, Seamus. No. 
I'm trying. I really am trying. Okay. It's just, it was really hard with my wife. And, uh, I mean, Rita a while back found out she was pregnant. She was unhappy about it. She wrote the word pregnant on a piece of paper. She ripped it up. Now she's got a big old belly, but she's not pregnant anymore. That's right. I'm not. I just have a tumor. I have a really it's, big tumor that mm-hmm. moves around. And sometimes people try to touch it, but I say, don't touch my tumor. Mm-hmm. Great, Rita. You're nailing it. Thank you. I might need someone to drive me to the hospital when my tumor <laughs> starts moving in about a month. But whatever, I'll call you because you guys are my best friends and support. Well, I can definitely do it because I got a piece of paper ripped up that has DUI on it. So I will happily drive you. Exactly. Well, we all have done that, of course. <laughs> yeah. You all can't be DUI. in therapy school until you've ripped up a paper that says DUI on it. Um, I have a outside issue. Or this is, I guess, an ins- let me just bring it up. My yeah, wife please. has discredited this very school a few times, saying that we meet in a church rec room <laughs> and that uh, you've written, you know, uh, the word I'm a I'm a doctor on a little sign you hang around your neck and you painted a little mustache it's on your on a lanyard. Yeah. OK. Um, she calls that into question a little bit about uh, your credentials or why we aren't in like a clinic of some kind or a school setting. Why we stayed after an AA meeting to do this. Uh, well, I've got a diagnosis. I don't even have to meet your wife. She's a okay. bitch. We see a little fire. It started in like the wastebasket. It's like starting to smoke. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, tell everybody like write it on a few pieces of paper because this thing's growing. Throw it directly into the thing that doesn't exist anymore, too. (laughs) Fire, no fire. No No fire, fire. no fire, no fire. fire. Guys, are you writing fire? Are you writing something else? I'm writing it. I'm writing it. No fire, no fire. Maybe I don't like to be micromanaged for micromanagement. <laughs> don't, don't write that. Don't you work? We got to deal with the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of paper. I'll just fan it. I just <laughs> cardboard. Yeah. I'll just fan, fan all the other paper. <laughs> Look, you want is skeptical because she's afraid that you're going to leave her because you're going to become such a badass therapist like me, Dr. Wayne. <laughs> we cut to the fire department. They answer the phone. What? <laughs> a fire at St. Augustine's church. Uh, we'll be right on it. Hangs up. Boys, get it. <laughs> yes. Let's get to yes. work. Yeah. Let's get to work. We got a fire at St. Augustine's church. Oh, oh no. Okay, well, uh, let me just write DUI on a piece of paper. All right, let's get back to the meat part of the podcast where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Uh, Jess, you are up. What would you like to talk about? Yes. Um, I feel like I've, I mean, I guess it's my own life, so it's not double dipping, but I, this is like one of my favorite stories. So I, I think I, I think I did it like as a, who cares why I did Please. it. Yeah. I'm just going to talk. <laughs> um, so when I lived in New York, this is, I don't even know how long, at least a decade ago, um, I went through a phase where I was like, I'm going to be really like badass and not wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. So, like under, and when you think about, it, yeah, yeah, like not gonna wear underwear. 
with skirts and everything, not going to wear it. Not when I improvise. So every time I get thrown on the floor, someone have to lift me up because I couldn't, because the stage in New York used to also be right at people, could be right where you are. And I'd be like stuck there, be able to help me up. They didn't know I was going through my badass phase, but I wouldn't get off the floor because I couldn't get up because I wear a skirt and no underwear. You guys, I was really smart. <laughs> to do an improv show, you would wear a skirt with no underwear? Yep. Girl. Oh my God, Jess. I was it's almost like... I, I was, I was punk wild. rock. It's like Gigi Allen punk impressed. Rock <laughs> wild. <laughs> Except for that I wouldn't show it. I was like punk rock, but then like, don't tell anybody. So what's the point? Um, like literally no one knew. They're like, Jessica, why are you still sitting on stage? And I'd be like, you have to get me up because I couldn't get myself up. <laughs> My team was like, oh. stop. Um, so anyways, cut to... So, oh, I... My voice, I got a, uh, what's it called? A node on my vocal cord No, from a cold. It was like a dripping that happened on my cord. It's very rare. Um, so I went to go see this doctor. My friend, uh, humble brag again, is a Broadway star. And she was like, go see this guy. So I go to see him. And she had called and left me a message, but I didn't get it in time. And she was said, whatever you do, don't let him put the camera down your throat. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't get it in time. So I let him do it. And then it came back and he's like, you have a, no- a note on your throat. We're going to give you cortisone shots. Um, and you can't talk for a week and we're going to see if it comes down on its own. Um, Cause he couldn't tell if I had made the sound, like if I was doing something vocally wrong. So I was, pre- I made the note or was it from like a cold and then, or, and he also was hoping, hoping the node would go away on its own. They wouldn't have to do any operating. This is the same doctor that is like Bruce Springsteen's doctor, Maria Carey's doctor. Like the whole place was just CDs. He's also notoriously Julie Andrews' doctor, <gasps> which is the one where they said he hurt her chords that she can't sing anymore. So he's like both, he's like the best and the worst, right? Did you say that your friend warned you not to get the camera? Yeah, but I did. Okay. But I'll get Is that, that coming the back. End, yeah, the end of that's just because it costs eight hundred dollars and no one covers oh. it. So, and Got of it. course, I that's when I had to call my mom. I'm like, oh, help me. Um, <laughs> but this is where the funny part comes in. It's because <laughs> it was during my no underwear skirt wearing. He's going to give me a shot of cortisone in my butt. He turns around to get the cortisone shot ready. I. If I was a smart person, I would have pulled my skirt down from the top, like where my waist down. (laughs) I lifted it up from the bottom, leaned over. So when he turned around, it was like the whole show. He screamed. He screamed out loud. He went, (laughs) he then was like, pull your skirt down. He's like, just, just pull it from the top. He was so upset. I was like, also like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> dumb, apparently. And I was also in shock about the node because I was like, oh, well, what happens if I lose my voice? The woman that doesn't even do musical improv, I never sing. Like I sing to my children and they're like, please stop. So I'm like, oh, my voice, my voice, my voice. And then he gave me the shot of cortisone. I went home. It was a week. And I ended up having an surgery. It all worked out fine. Great. Cut to five years later, my friend's doing a cabaret at Feinstein's and the doctor walks in, the vocal doctor with his wife. And I think, oh, I'll say hi. And he won't remember me, whatever. So I went over, I was like, oh my God, hi, it's Jessica. He immediately was like, oh my God, yes. Turned his wife and said, this is the girl I've talked about. So I have become the story he tells (laughs) all the time because, and they both started laughing and he was like, I'm so glad you're okay. I'm so glad we're here to see the show. See you later. And I was like, okay. 
I mean, I should be that story, right? He literally turns around. He is at like he's he, he's basically inside me. He turned. He was just like, but he's screaming. Am I screaming? He also is the doctor that's in Madonna's Truth or uh, Dare movie. Mm. Wait, he's like an actor as a doctor. Well, no, that's the he documentary. Oh. I had the I had a node too and had to get scoped numerous times. This is when I worked at Disney and it hurts for one. I didn't thankfully I, they thought I was gonna have to have surgery, but I did not have to have surgery, thank God, because it was right around the time Julie Andrews had that surgery and I was like <laughs> darn that would really suck if i like, can't sing uh and I, but i was on vocal rest for a month and it went away on its own which my mother attributed to praying <laughs> I'm like no i was silent for a freaking month like i get the credit on this one sorry god <laughs> like, it was hard that's it fun. is hard. You have to write everything down and bring. Yeah, like that's how my husband and I fell in love. We wrote notes. We I couldn't talk, and it, then he was like, "Oh, you talk? No thanks, no." We, <laughs> <laughs> but that is like we fell in love by writing notes. Wow. Me writing him notes. How, how did that start? We how worked together at Disney, and so like because I was on vocal rest, uh, I had it. I emailed him. We were just talking, and so I would just have to write these notes to him, and then they started being long, and then I started doing it via email, and that was so he could talk, but I would have to write everything. Wow! But it, hmm. I think because it was like complicated to have a conversation. I mean, we had known each other already, but that it was like I had no one to talk to, and I think he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll talk to you. You seem nice." Uh, we go open on a doctor's office. Um, uh, we see, <laughs> we see a patient and a doctor talking. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, my tummy kind of hurts, and um, I thought that I would uh, just come in and. Uh, get it checked out. I, I don't. I don't mean to be a worry wart, but uh, the doctor turns away. <laughs> get a stethoscope. And it turns back, and the patient's completely nude. Anyways, um... ah! <laughs> what? 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 Check me out, doc. I uh, don't leave any page unturned here. I, uh, no, no. I. This is a consult. I'm. <laughs> Uh, you, you can put all your what? clothes back on. You weren't even in the little robe. Like, this was just a conversation. I was going to leave the room, let you put the robe on, and then I'd come back and investigate. But um, I wore a tearaway suit I got uh, from my my brother who works in Vegas. So I just thought I'd cut right to the chase. Um, hold on. Is this bad? Am I, this is inappropriate? Oh, I thought I was... Did you come in here under false pretenses just to have an excuse to use a tearaway suit? Don't oh, lie to me. I wouldn't. Oh, you think that I came in here feigning a tummy ache so I could tear off a suit, play a Cisco song and <laughs> dance around here? Yeah. It's the third time it's happened to me this week. <laughs> and I don't know why. Yes, my name is Dr. Voyeur, but that is my name. That is not my preoccupation. I'm a serious doctor. So so you don't want me to play the thong song or no. And you're not even wearing a thong. So what is the relevance? I you didn't are... want to play wild, wild west. That seemed way weirder. 
You are stark Billy Bollocks in front of me, <laughs> wanting me to figure out what is wrong with your tummy, which P.S. you're a grown ass person. <laughs> it is a stomach. Well, it's, it's a tummy ache. I don't know. We cut to Josh's character at the dentist. <laughs> okay, uh, have a seat in this chair, and I'm just going to go get a little... Uh, uh, I'm going to fill those little cups with fluoride, and we'll put those in your mouth. Okay, turn my back. Hell! What? You had a you lead vest on for the x-rays. <laughs> How'd you get out from under that thing and you got nothing on? I, I want it to be, you don't want it closed to get in the way of the dental x-ray. <laughs> I, They're I, not. I was going to put the fluoride in and take an x-ray in the other room. Oh, I'm sorry. Put I thought, your clothes back on and put that leather vest, that lead vest back on. Oh, excuse Stop. me, Dr. Peepers. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. Yes. I, I'll let you get back to what you do best. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, I know. Dr. Peepers, okay? You it's, don't want me to... No. Are you serious? Your name's Dr. Peepers? It's you Dr. Peepers, in, yeah. You have I'm an a, ad in the paper that says, come on in, I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and what you got, I'll check it out. <laughs> you don't want me to admit it could you had this be genuine it. record sitting right above the, yeah, the I know. Player. And I, uh, the little peas and peepers are glasses, and my eyes are a little, <laughs> I know, but I'm still just a dentist. Okay. Now, I put on that lead vest, I'm gonna go behind this wall. And have the little glasses come out from the painting <laughs> of George Washington and look at you while the x-ray gets taken. And I don't want any funny business while I do it. Wait, I think I was wrong about this place. That's a Josh at his uh, temp hiring uh, place. Oh, so just leave your resume there. Let me look around this file cabinet. Oh, so many files. Um, all right, here we go. And here I try to... Peaches and cream. <laughs> Did I do something wrong? Usually I would say yes, but today... <laughs> you can't type, but I think I have a job for you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I need to get health insurance quick. I got a tubby ache. I got a toothache. Excuse me, Ms. Looky Lou. Your, um, <laughs> the next applicant is in the waiting room. All right. Well, tell them, oh. Charlotte, they can wait a minute. I know. Do you see? It, see, it seems the job is filled. Congratulations, Miss <laughs> Looky Lou. <laughs> Thank you. We were looking for an aerial for these birthday parties forever. I think we found her. <laughs> A bunch of uh, motorcycles pull up. Hey, uh, welcome to the. We're happy to have you as part of the motorcycle gang. Um, uh, but some of the, some of the fellas that I noticed, you could see your little undies sticking out from your leather pants. Whoa, you wearing undies, bro? Come on, we're bikers. Oh, you wear. Well, <laughs> Come on. Oh well, I just. Uh, I mean, they're just, they're, first of all, they're little undies first. That's the first of all. Give them the juniors department at Charlotte. Stop calling them that. 
Okay, bro. Sorry, bro. My bad, my bad. I'm new here. Uh, second of all, I, uh, I chafe. I mean, right? I mean, don't we all? Ch- I can't. I, yeah. Right. We we all yeah. chafe. That's we what chafe it badass. Okay. Yeah, you chafe at first, but then you get a nice callus <laughs> all around your junk and your thighs. You want to have your scrot and your dick as calloused as possible. Nobody wants that soft. What the? Uh, uh, I think. Well, my 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 woman does. You know, she like she likes everything soft. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Your woman wants you to have a soft undercarriage. Yeah. Hold on. Let me clarify. Did you say woman or mother? <laughs> what the fuck is? This? <laughs> I just I don't know. I misheard somebody here. No, no. I, listen, she's my woman. Okay. I call her mother sometimes. Ooh. It's a thing we do. It's not weird. She calls me uncle. <laughs> she's telling me. <laughs> Uncle Chalamet. And that's it. Uncle Chalamet. And I call her mother. So that's how we do it. Anyways, the point is she wants Uncle Chalamet to stay soft. <laughs> I can't believe you managed to lock down a sweet piece of trim having a nice soft underbelly like that. <laughs> I don't believe it, frankly. <laughs> oh, my woman would kick me out of bed so fast if I wasn't red, raw, and chafed in my downtowns. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of baby powder falls out of that biker's pants. What is this? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What is this, sorry. Terry? It's just, it's just baby powder. It's just general, you know. Just baby Are you powder. using this on your bottom? Just a touch, a little bit of it. I just need it. This is unbelievable. Wow. You can share it. Who wants to try it? Who wants a little baby, a little baby powder on the butt? Get out of here! <laughs> Please tell me you are sneaking cocaine in that baby powder container. That that is actually cocaine and not baby powder for your bottom. I mean, you could try to snort it. It might hurt. It wouldn't get you high, but it'll get your butt soft. I'm just telling you guys, if you just want to try it. If Lucifer's lad sees us with this bottle of baby powder, we're toast. We're, we're toast. We can't let anybody know about this. Here, God, he pulls down this guy's pants a little bit. Oh, that's the most supple bottom I've ever seen in my life. Wait a minute. <laughs> and this T-shirt, this doesn't come down. Don't tell me you're going to bed naked and not wearing just a T-shirt. Just a big T-shirt. Nope, the most badass thing you can do is <laughs> just wear a big T-shirt with your raw butt. <laughs> Next to your wife, who's in a thick, thick wool nightgown. Yeah, how do you show that you're the man of the house if you're not Porky Pig in it? <laughs> There's just no way. We ride hogs and we sleep like Porky Pig, the greatest hog of all. <laughs> are you por- Are you Porky Pig in it? <laughs> no, man. I am. I my my mom. I mean, slash woman. She's my mom, woman. My mom woman likes me naked. We're not talking about mom woman. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm not upset about-, about that at all. I just yeah. wanted clarity. Yeah. We're, we're talking about what you wear to Betty Bye. <laughs> Nothing. I wear buff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw you beat up six of those uh, Lucifer's lads, and I thought, this is the toughest <laughs> SOB I've ever seen. And now, I don't know. Now, I'm not so sure. 
Yeah, maybe you. Maybe it's time for you to join up with the Devil's Dandies. <laughs> I don't know if you're really right for us anymore. <laughs> yeah, join up with the Devil's Dandies. They're like all that Cracker Jack baby powder. Uh, Underwear stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you're right for Beelzebub's bubs. <laughs> Beelzebub's bubs. But this has been my dream. You guys know. And I did beat those guys up. And I'll beat them up again. I am a deep bub. I am the deepest of bubs. You know that. I am a BL bub. I can't even say it anymore. I don't know what to think. Man, that's off bottom. I can't even imagine what that taint's got going okay. on. <laughs> Let's well, check his taint. Let's check his taint. Oh, let me get in there. Oh, so much bush. <laughs> God, this is a lot of bush. Oh, <laughs> a lot of powder down here, too. That taint is soft and smooth. I could eat spaghetti off of that taint. <laughs> we cut to two kids with their ears against the door uh, to the garage where these bikers are. <laughs> I thought you said your dad was like a badass biker. He is. I think he is. I don't know. I, I guess he and his biker friends just check each other's tanks and powder up. I don't <laughs> I mean, is that what it means to be a man? My dad moved out because my parents got divorced. I don't know what it is to be a man anymore. I don't either, but I think this is it. <sighs> well, let's start checking tape. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the meet. Uh, that was a blast. Uh, that thanks was for so playing fun. with us. It's very so fun. Thank you awesome. for having me. Thank you. It was really, really great. No singing, but we did talk about it. You did a little singing. You did mm-hmm. a little bit of singing. Oh, yeah, you I did. did. Peaches I did and cream. <laughs> like the Beck, was that the Beck song? No. Or was it a different song? I don't remember. I'm thinking of a, I was just trying to think of a, a sexy song. And I remember there was a song called Peaches and Cream when I, I was. Jagged Edge or something like that. Uh, I think Peaches and Cream is quite the innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that as a kid. I was like, well, they're just like dessert. No, me either. Into it. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, uh, let's uh, let's go around real quick, and we'll let you all plug something or let our audience know where they can find you on the internet or wherever you like. So let's start with you, Jess. What would you like to uh, plug? Oop. I will plug another podcast that my uh, husband and I do called Last One to the Party. And you can find that wherever you will find podcasts. I'm cool. great at selling this. Um, but it's about it? if you're the last one. It's about like, um, and you guys should be on it. Uh, we need people. I would love to have it. It's like uh, during quarantine, we realized that I had never seen Beverly Hills Cop. I had never <sighs> seen Risky Business. It's like a bunch of stuff. So I was the last one to the party. So then we would discuss it afterwards. So he, my husband, didn't know Patty Lapone before me, which is a shame. <laughs> And then we both watched Steven Universe. He watched Widows. But he's had other people on. They've never seen The Godfather or The Sting. Oh, I love that. I never watched Seinfeld. We just did that. So it's like people (laughs) like catching up to stuff when everyone in the whole world is like, we had someone who did the the Titanic, which was amazing. (laughs) Never seen it. And then we have people, if it's big like that, we had someone else came on because she loved the Titanic. And the episode afterwards, she rebooked. She rebuttaled everything said about the Titanic. <laughs> I mean, I did, That's I did really funny. About uh, Patty Lapone, I got a couple things wrong. So I think all of our dear friends might know him. John Flynn wrote me a long email telling me everything I got wrong about Patty Lapone, <laughs> and I said you need to come on the podcast, and he did. And then he came on and like 
rebuttal. It was uh, beautiful. So I invite I you, if that. you ever hear one and you're like, that's not right, come on and like have your <laughs> opinion. We love it. So anyways, last one to that's the party. Awesome. Thank you. That's I just great. watched the Terminator movies and the Alien movies for the first time. I've never seen the Terminator either. Uh, well, it's that, pretty good. We'll have to have you on. I'll watch it, yeah. Um, cool. Ashley? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ashley J. Ward and on Instagram at Ashley Jean Ward. So the mystery oh. of the J solved. <laughs> solved. Um, awesome. Um, Jake? Uh, go to weimprov.org if you'd like to check out a workshop or twitch.tv slash weimprov if you'd like to check out a show. And I'm at Wake Up With Jacob uh, sporadically. <laughs> um, I'm at Josh Simpson on Instagram and Twitter now. I changed my Twitter name, so... Nice. Uh, I don't have Mr. Josh Simpson. I, <laughs> it's outdated. Uh, <laughs> not really, but uh, Josh Simpson is where you can find me. Um, Josh Simpson biz. Uh, and I have a YouTube channel called lazy Susan. Um, and you know what? My girlfriend Lanny teaches free yoga classes and you all should check that out. If, if you want to do yoga. Yeah, yeah. I do. Awesome. Lanny's uh, awesome. Uh, Thank you. She thinks you're awesome, too. Uh, and that's it. The Meat is on all the, uh, the social medias at The Meat Improv. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Meat Improv. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, check our social, check The Meat socials for the fu- Blair's fundraiser as well. Um, cool. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there. We'll see you next time on The Meat. The Meat.